It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. Well, it's been a few weeks since you said it, Killian. Right here on the KC Press Box. Something I need you to admit. Something that a lot of our lady listeners really like the way you say it. When you say a certain something about me as the do lock we, of the do week. Do we have a lot of lady listeners? <laughs> we have a lot of lady listeners. They love us. The ladies love betting on sports. You know that. Yeah. I'm sure we have more ladies than men, as beautiful as and we a lot are. Of sports bets. Yes, that's right. So I hit the lock of the week again last week, Killian. Welcome, by the way, to the divisional round of the KC Press Box. So much to get into this week. 43 wins, though, now. 21 losses in the lock of the week. Come on, say it. I was stalling. You're right. Daddy's getting hot. Daddy's getting hot. No, you, come I, on. See, this is the problem is you're never happy with the way I say it. Because you need to say it sultry. I mean, <laughs> the women want you to – let me give you an example of what they want. They want to hear, Daddy's hot. Come on, give me like a dad. Give <laughs> the me like, women audience that's comprised of my mom. <laughs> yeah, deepen your voice just a little bit for your mom. Right. Daddy's getting hot. Daddy's getting hot. There you How's go. That? Daddy is hot, baby. 67%. What did I tell you? I told you that that spread was ridiculous last week and the Cowboys would cover the two and a half. They had the two and a half covered by the end of the first quarter. It would have been, you know, bl- completely covered if the if the kicker could hit the broadside of a barn on the extra right. points. Did you watch the Manning cast, by the way, and see uh, uh, Peyton after the third oh, yeah, one? yeah, he was upset. Get up and throw something. He was like standing something. up, yeah. Like Taking around. it back to when Mike Vanderjack cost him the playoffs one year for the Colts back in the day. He's always hated kickers, kind of yeah. jokingly, uh, since then. But I think, who's the funnier Manning? Which one do you prefer? Because I actually like Eli more. Yeah, he's kind of funnier, I think. He's dry. Yeah. I mean, that, that Chad Powers too, thing but, is funny. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, he definitely has a sense of humor. I think they're both funny though. One thing I was, uh, we were watching it the other day, me and my roommates. Uh, that skit where Peyton, Man- he's has some great skits on SNL. You yeah, got, you got to credit those to his. I've humor. only seen one. Is there more than one? Well, there's the one where he's uh, doing like the play sixty, and he's like beaming balls at the kids. Oh, is yeah, that the yeah, one yeah, you've yeah. seen? Yeah. And then there's the one where uh, it's like him and Will Forte in the locker room, and they start like playing big band music and dancing around. Together. I have not seen that, that one. It's a good one. I'll have to find it. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. They're both funny. Peyton and Eli, good dudes. Well, welcome to the KC Press Box, as we said, with our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Getting set for, man, the divisional round weekend. This, I think, is the best weekend of football. We kind of last week said it was, maybe, just because you had the six games and it was over three days. But I think this is like the cream of the crop now, right? There's oh, yeah. you've, you've taken four, four out great games. Yeah, there's no fat in the bone. you got yep. meat now, right? I mean, you've got... Four great games. You got two per day. I like the times on them: three thirty and seven Central Time on uh, on Saturday, and then of course two and five thirty on Sunday. That's kind of fun that they kind of do it that way, kind of split the difference of what a normal Sunday slate would be like. So I'm all about this weekend. I will be a little sad after this weekend because then we're it's still great. We still have a great uh, you know championship round next week, and then of course uh, the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Let's but, not forget that two hand touch game or flag game, yeah, whatever it is. I'm really excited about that yeah. one, Killian. The Pro Bowl becoming a two hand touch yeah. game. See who the captains are? I just saw. No, who? Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson. Why is Why I is Pete know. Davidson in he there? He just keeps. Why does he keep popping up? Pop culture. I don't know. I don't get it. I get the Snoop Dogg man, but come I on, didn't. Pete Davidson. Um. Anyway, so let's get in one other thing. By the way, did you see? I think it's kind of effed up. Did you see that Damar Hamlin? Um, 
So with Leaf trading cards, like before the year, he signed a whole bunch of the stickers, and then they put the stickers on cards and like put them in packs. So uh-huh. if you buy, you know, you'll, you buy a box of Leaf cards, you're guaranteed like one autograph per box or something. So uh-huh. you could pull a random player, and they had the players sign the stickers and then put the stickers on the car card mm-hmm. rather than have the players handle you know thousands of cards. It's quicker to just sign sticker, sticker, right. sticker. But they made like. He's okay cards and used his sticker from before the season Jeez. that he signed. Is how tacky is that? He, he's okay cards. Yeah, it's like or it's, I forget what the exact. Well, I know, I know, but whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, it's just like whatever. It's something to the effect of he's okay. I'm that's, like, come on, guys, yeah, that's let's, cheesy. let's not make money off of this. Yeah, like come on. I thought that was kind of tacky, but tell me about your week. I, I, I've got a, in a minute here. I'm just gonna try to take some deep breaths because I had just an absolute horrible bad beat weekend when it came to DFS. Yeah, you were talking about that. My weekend was pretty good. I stay away from the DFS a little bit more than you. Uh, but good, the lock of the week hit, which helped me out, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been dabbling in basketball a little bit, and I've done okay this week on that. So, you know, been a pretty good week. Well, we'll start with the bad beats. Um, so, <laughs> DFS, let me just tell you some of the players I had in my lineup this week. I had Christian McCaffrey in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I had uh, did a double tight week. I had Hayden, Her- Hayden Hurst and also had um, um, Dalton Schultz. Which was a great play. Justin Jefferson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had Keenan Allen. So I had those five guys in my lineups, right? Christian McCaffrey should have scored a touchdown. They didn't review it. His he was the ball was in the end zone. They went quick and then just had Jimmy G mm-hmm. sneak it. So so background. I lost. I won not some Jimmy of my G. Yeah. Or sorry, not Jimmy. Say, he's not yeah, sorry, nothing. not Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Brock Purdy, my bad. Um, but yeah, so I, I either won. I, I won about half of my DFS contest, but I still ended up losing a little bit of money on DFS because I didn't win all of them. I was right in that 50. I, I mainly play 50-50, so I was right in the middle of that right. 50-50 double up range right there. Um, so the ones I won, I, I eked out by like a point. The ones I lost, I lost by about five. So I had four touchdowns taken off the board this week. Four! If I get one of them, I win. So I had the McCaffrey. I had a Daniel Jones rushing touchdown get called back on the on the hold. I had a Hayden Hurst touchdown get called back after replay. They called him down to like the foot line. And then I also had a Justin Jefferson touchdown, that first one of the game, called back after they said his knee was down at the half-yard line. None of the guys got touchdowns. Then I had Keenan Allen, who if you watch the game, it was wide open twice in the end zone. Once a pass was deflected on third down, there was nobody within five yards. The other time, um, Herbert threw the ball literally like like Trevor Lawrence did last week, where it was way out of the end zone. Right. He was just standing there. Nobody's around him. So like it was just like... I had four touch, four touchdowns called back and another two that should have happened. I mean, Dalton Schultz was even almost to 100 yards receiving. It yeah. was just like bad luck all the way around. It was That's never happened to me in how many years have I been playing NFL DFS every week? It's probably since 2014. So we're going on almost 10 years now, nine years. Never seen that happen before, Killian. It was just – I mean, I, the, the key, though, with DFS is process over results, right? So I'm pleased with my process. I, I, I'm i pleased with my lineup. It didn't win. But as long as you are confident in your process and over a time you see that you're winning, you just have to keep doing the same thing. And, you know, that's why they call it sports investing slash betting, right? I yep. mean, it's like – you know, it's the same with the stock market. You make good picks, you go with fundamentals, you make what you think is going to happen, and more times than not, you'll be right if you have a good process. But it doesn't mean you're guaranteed you can't control all the external factors. But right, and that that, that is definitely an outlier. I doubt that you have anywhere near five touchdowns called back. No, one week. I mean, think I was trying. I was happen? trying to think like five touchdowns for an entire DFS team is like a little on the light side, but it's like a realistic total. Yeah, you I five you, called back. I can tell you, I don't know all season if I've had a touchdown called back in DFS. Maybe once, like. To have it happen once would be not normal. Yeah. Twice would be out of this, just unheard of. Imagine if you had those touchdown <laughs> scores on a parlay. Oh, my God. 
Oh, like that one guy that had the Justin Jefferson as oh, part of like a rough. nine-legger would have yeah, been like a million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars. <laughs> he real went short. down at the one-foot line. Can't the NFL just start letting these guys score? Like, If it takes you five minutes to determine they're literally two inches short, yeah. I mean, can't you just let the damn play stand? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Anyway, unless it's fourth down, I get it then. But if it's like if it's going to yeah. be like first and goal, just give them the damn touchdown. Move the game along here. Yeah. Did you have any bad beats? I uh, guess the Bills kind of screwed yeah, me too. Yeah, so that was the main one for me. Is I didn't have anything like last second, really like a true bad beat. But the Bills not being able to cover six and a half was super surprising. Sold a couple teasers for me. I had them at three and a half, a couple places, oh, yeah, alternate the, the spreads. Yeah, alternate stuff. spreads yeah. there. But it was just like, yeah, the 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 yeah, that was frustrating. With the, that's the only bet I lost all weekend was having the Bills alternate spread in there. Otherwise, I yeah. I swept it. We were five and one. I was five and one against the spread last week. So yeah, pretty confident. I think you were four and two. The only one you got wrong was the was the Giants. You yep. had the Vikings in that mm-hmm. one. So. We both killed it. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's really good. So, um, all right, three main takeaways before we break down this four-game slate. We'll talk a little DFS at the same time, too, um, today, because I do think this is a fantastic weekend for DFS, one of the last really good weekends of the year for that. But mm. main takeaways, I'll start here. Um, you and I have been saying it, not for a long time. I think we've kind of determined this in the last six weeks or so. I think you'll back me up on this statement. Um, Daniel Jones, probably a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Going to have a massive payday this this winter. I'm sure the Giants will resign him. Yeah, at the um, beginning of the year, it sounded like they didn't want to, but I'm yeah, sure that's changed. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about this week, for example? I mean, you look at it. like The, the Vikings and Giants were basically pr- two pretty evenly matched teams, right? Both Cra- have questions. as it is to say. Yeah, both have questionable defenses. I mean, really, the Vikings have more talent. I mean, they have a lot more talented skill positions. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Barkley's better than Cook. But receiver wise, receiver wise, their way. Yeah. Even though Kirk Cousins can't figure out how to get Justin Jefferson involved after the first drive, and can't figure out how to throw to the actual marker on fourth down when your season's on the line, just yeah, dump it off for a two-yard covered flat play to T.J. Hawkinson. Don't throw it up to the one-on-one Justin Jefferson down the field and see if he can he can make a player get you a penalty or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the fact that he's doing it with ham and egg wide receivers and personnel. I mean, three hundred one yards passing in this game. He rushed for seventy-eight. I mean. Should have had a touchdown. Yeah, should have had a. T- Thanks, Killian. Thanks for rubbing <coughs> yeah, that no in problem. there. The dude's a baller. Number one, he's a top ten. Imagine if you put. Imagine if you put him on the Vikings yeah. with Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson and some of these other guys. Like, imagine you put him on the Bengals or you know some of these other teams. Like, my point is, I just think I, I'm not saying he's in the same tier as Burrow and those guys. I don't think he's quite in that tier, but I think I think it's. I think he's definitely in the um, the tier that before the year, at least, of the Dak Prescott tier, the, the next tier, right, the 6 to 10 mm-hmm. range of some of those guys um, that are down there in that next tier. So, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic player. Um, second, Lamar Jackson, I don't see any way he comes back as a Raven. He's, quote, unquote, too sick to travel with the team conveniently. He can't even go support his teammates. Too sick with his PCL. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you got his own teammate Sammy Watkins outing him before the game, saying if he was playing, you know, hopefully he'll he'll man up and play. Then yet after the game you had uh, J.K. Dobbins all frustrated about not getting a single touch in the green zone there and mm-hmm. saying we also would have won if Lamar was here. I mean it's clear that there's a division it's clear they don't respect Brett Hundley, which is kinda odd, but yeah. And there's a you know, uh, there's a definitely Lamar won of the contract. There's some anger towards the Ravens. I don't think there's any way around that. I mean I yeah, I, I don't see any way he's back next year. I mean, if they if they tag him, of course he'll be back. But I think they're going to move him. I still think still think the two two teams I hear are the um, the Raiders and the Falcons. So yeah. I could see that happening. And then my third takeaway is that this is a very dangerous team in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. 
Um, they whooped up on Tampa Bay, 31-14. It's funny, by the way, they missed four extra points, and it still ends up sounding like they didn't miss any. Yeah. Right? 31-14 sounds like four touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. So if you didn't watch the game, you're like, oh, yeah, what do you mean he missed four extra points? They won 31-14. Um, but, I mean, probably the most marquee that you and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we're probably most excited about the Bengals-Bills games. But I think you have to say the Cowboys-Niners game, that Sunday slate's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. you got the first game, you got the, the Bengals and the, and the Bills, and then you come back with the Cowboys and the Niners. I'm very intrigued about both of these two games. On Sunday, I'm ex- you know we'll go over the games here in a second. Um, but, yeah, the, Sunday I'm extremely intrigued about. Dallas, though, the way that defense looks out there, I don't know if they were, you know, I, I don't know if they were going no huddle and just shredding them because they, they knew the, the hands signals i saw some speculation about that that they knew the hand signals of the of the tampa bay defense and that's why they yeah. were going no huddle and just shredding him as much and man i don't know but and they fired byron left which of course shortly after the game I saw that. um the oc there for the big uh, fan of his name by the way he sounds like a knight byron left which he was Bi- sir byron left which he was the quarterback for the <laughs> jacksonville jaguars when i first moved to jacksonville i did a radio in jacksonville uh, back in the early portions of my career i did it in lincoln nebraska charlotte north carolina jacksonville florida and then now here in kc but it was him and then david garrard were the two quarterbacks from 06 to 08 in Jacksonville, and they also had Fred Taylor still and Maurice Jones-Drew, and those were fun teams to watch there in Jacksonville. So we'll talk about them taking on the Chiefs in a little bit. But what are your takeaways? Yeah, um, so yeah, the uh, Cowboys looked really great. That's my first one, but so did San Fran. I think that Cowboys uh, a little bit more talked about because they've been not as good the last few weeks. And Brock, recency bias. It's yeah, the last saying, thing we saw. Yeah, but I mean, Brock Purdy had a great game too. The Niners did. I mean, he threw for over 303 touchdowns. That's He played better. I, I think early on he struggled a bit, but sort of Dak. I mean, yeah. Dak, the first few drives didn't look like, I mean, he didn't turn, but he didn't turn the ball over at all in that game. Yeah. How about that? That is huge. But That's yeah. a story in itself. But yeah, kind of along with what you were saying, it's uh, this and then the Bills-Bengals game to the two that are really going to be contentious. I don't know who's going to win, you know. Um, oh, I do. <laughs> I'm you? never wrong, dude. There you go. Yeah. Well, hey, last week is pretty good proof. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm really excited for that game. The Bengals Bills obviously is going to mean more to us, at least in the short term. But uh, yeah, that'll be a really competitive game. Excited to see that one. Um, for the Bills, I just have they still can't get it right. It's pretty obvious. But they getting the defense and the offense and no turnovers all you know together in the same game is just something they can't do right now. They almost lost to Skylar Thompson. I'm a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you? Th- okay, let me ask you a question. I know, I know. There's ifs, ands, and buts, and it's you can do anything. You can talk about the butterfly effect, right? One thing affects everything right. else. But if, if let's just say Jalen Waddle on that first drive doesn't drop the 45 yard dime piece, they're gonna score points there. Mm-hmm. You know, he dropped a couple other balls later in the game, and then if, if McDaniel's doesn't have him throwing it on third and 17 from their own 15 where he throws the interception and gives Buffalo the short field when they were losing and had no momentum when it was kind of like that oh crap you know second half you're at home you've kind of pooped the bed and you're like no this can't happen to us like you know and then that interception kind of was like oh deep breath we're going to be fine they punch it right in I mean do you how close I guess what I'm trying to ask you is how close were the Dolphins to actually winning that game or do you think the Bills still would have always found a way to win it I don't know. I mean, the 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 question is like, how much was it on the Bills' defense, and how much were they just given short fields because of all the turnovers and everything? Yeah. Um, but I don't. I mean, it's it's hard to say that they're they were that close when there were th- that many turnovers that got them there. Yeah, it's true, and they but, still lost. I mean, Skylar Thompson played pretty well. I was impressed with him overall. I I mean, they definitely had a shot. I wish that they covered six and a half, but. Yeah, and I had him at three and a half on my yeah. alternate. I couldn't believe that they didn't. That was one of the ones I thought would for sure be. I thought that was the one game I got wrong. I was five and one against the spread. I thought they were going to cover the 13. Yeah. 
I mean, I thought they were going to beat him by 17 to 24. We did call it, though. We did say. Well, at the beginning, it looked great. Well, remember, and we talked about how last week they didn't, or the week before, they, the, the Dolphins hadn't scored enough as a touchdown against the Jets. But I told you last week, I said they will turn it over. There's going to be a turnover um, in this game today the, from Skylar Thompson because he didn't turn it over. First drive, I think he threw a pick. Yeah. So, I mean, both teams did turn it over, but it, it did seem like the Bills' turnovers, as they seem to always be, are like more meaningful for some reason. It's like yeah. they're almost about to score when they do it. Although I guess it does he does seem have, to be down there a lot. Yeah. He, I, is, what is the deal with Josh Allen? Is, is is his shoulder just effed up? He's limited. I mean, obviously he's playing, but is he just injured because he just keeps making? And if you watch the game. He's taken these deep shots, and he's got guys consistently open eight to ten yards right, right in the middle of the field. He won't take the easy throws. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his deal? He's not making great decisions, and he's making some bad throws. What's going on with him? I, I he might be kind of going over that like hump that Mahomes had a year or two ago, where it was like you don't want to switch the way yeah, you play. But it also like you got to stop going for the home run ball in this league, and you've got to you know check it down and take these short high percentage plays when you get them and stuff like that. I mean, he's he's still this crazy quarterback that's throwing over the middle across his body for 60 yards and stuff like he's got that capabilities but just because of that doesn't mean that that's what he needs to be doing all the time. That might be what it and is. And I worry for him too. Like we've talked about oh, this, but this, but this YOLO running yeah. and th- jumping and throwing your body into three guys and not having a carefree in the world. It's a matter of time. You can't yeah. keep doing that. Like I, I I hope for the good of the sport and for him and the Buffalo Bills that he at some point, kind of scales that back a little bit. I'm not saying he can't yeah. run, but maybe slide a little bit more, maybe get out of bounds. And by the way, do you watch, speaking of sliding and falling down, did you ever watch that video of Tyler Lockett's catches? How all he oh, does yeah, is fall great. down every time he catches it? And it's like, how's he been in the league so long? Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. Because he gets hit like once a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's just out there running out of bounds. Or I noticed it again last week, by the way. There was three different catches he had against the Niners where he just goes right down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that really is true. But um, is that all yours? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, sorry. no, you're fine. Uh, third one, though, is uh, I just, I'm surprised Brandon Staley still has a job. Yeah, how is that? We're, yeah. We haven't, uh, we, as we, should talk about we didn't that. talk very much about the fact that they uh, blew that lead. That's we need insane. to talk about that. I mean, it did kind of, it was one where you felt like the Jags kind of, like, I don't want to say that I like, knew they were going to win when they were down that much, but like, they, you didn't think it was over? I didn't think it was over, and we had him at plus nine and a half or whatever in yeah. a teaser, and I, I felt pretty okay about that. Like I texted you at halftime and said we still have about a 35% chance of getting this. Right, The yeah. nine and a half. Now, them winning, I would have said like 5%. I mean, yeah. because I, you know, what's funny is I was watching the game with my girlfriend's son who's just getting into the NFL. He's nine. It was it was exciting seeing him, how into it he got. It was a fun game for him to watch, yeah. to see that comeback. But, like, I even told him, I go... If they score a touchdown in the second half, it's over. Like they they can literally probably give up three points to the Chargers to win this game. They gave up three and they won. Yeah. Like that's that was where it came down. They just had to not. But I mean, Lawrence, you got to wonder. We should talk about that. And, and why don't we just dig right in here? We're getting into the slate because that's the first game we're going to talk about. But sure. let's talk about Lawrence and, and him turning the ball over the last couple of weeks and not looking ready for the for the lights. I mean, you can say and he responded in the second half of that game. Some of that was I thought they just got into the full on. But we should actually talk about Staley real quick before we do that. So the reason I think the main reason I think the Chargers lost was coaching in this game. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, let's go back two weeks. There's no way in hell Mike Williams and Bosa and all these other guys should have been. I mean, I, I can understand saying I don't want them to lose a whole week, so play them for a quarter. Right. Get play them for two drives. He played them for three and a half quarters, even at even at late in the first half after Mike Williams was carted off with broken vertebrae. They win that game if they have Mike Williams. Yeah, I would have bet on the Chargers in that game. By the way, the reason I took Jacksonville is because they didn't have it. Because if you look at their numbers, they were something like six and one with Mike Williams and like three and seven or something like that without him. It's a completely different team without him. They're defendable without him. When they have him, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. 
So that's number one. But number two, you only give what Austin Eckler had less than five touches in the second half. For the whole game, he only caught two balls. What do we all what do you and I always talk about? He's like he's like Christian McCaffrey light when it comes to receiving. He is a stud. Get him the ball where he only has to beat a linebacker, throw him the ball in the flat, let him make plays for you. Like they didn't do that. They didn't fuse to use him. And then on defensively, they, they started doing this just soft. I mean, if you remember the whole game, they were playing physical. They were bumping the Jacksonville receivers. There was nowhere for Lawrence to go because mm-hmm. they couldn't protect long enough. But then they kind of just got in this relaxed, like, oh, we're up by so much. We'll just keep the ball in front of us. And they started completing eight-yard pass here, 11-yard pass here, six here, you know, PI here, 18 here. And they went right down the field. And then at some point, then what happens is you get confident, things change, and all of a sudden it's too late. I mean, you let that happen right. for a quarter, and then when you try to pull it back and go back to what you were doing in the fourth, it's too late. I, I thought the coaching was just all the way around absolutely brutal. I mean, I, I think I really think Brandon Staley lost him in that game. Yeah, and I mean, I'm shocked he has a job after all the, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, too. It sounds like it's a lot coming from the players. I don't know how much you take stock in that, but they all are really big fans of his and are kind of like gunning for him to stay. It sounds like, but they just they fired a lot of other people instead. It sounds like they're just kind of passing the ball. Well, and is Sean McVay staying now too with the Rams? They fired everybody there. I saw. I yeah, I don't know. I they, thought he was there out was the talks door. of him just retiring. That's what I thought. Getting into broadcasting. Yeah. But. I think he's staying, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm very surprised. I, I would have I would have thought that's the job Sean Payton would end up at there, but you yeah. know, getting a Herbert and getting in the L.A., you know. But um, who was I talking to? Somebody else was trying to tell me yesterday. That, I forget who told me this. Somebody actually, our, our buddy Tater that works here, I think, was saying that that Sean Payton's going to the Broncos. He's like, I, I think he wants that job. I'm like. Why? Because he has no draft picks. He's stuck to Russell Wilson for multiple years, and he has and to play against Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah. Why would he want that job? He's not gonna take that job. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're the Texans, he's not gonna take the Texans. He's trying to drive the price up. Speaking of uh, the Broncos, did you see that? Um Nathaniel Hackett was getting interviewed for yeah. the OC. At, was it the Jets? Yes, I did yeah. see that. Uh, yeah. Someone I, was like, "Is this supposed to bring in Aaron Rodgers?" <laughs> yeah, I was here. I heard he was going back to Green Bay, but we'll yeah. see what happens with that. But all right, let's dig in here. Let's get into back to the Trevor Lawrence talk. I have a, we have a lot to talk about these four games here. We're gonna right. go over yeah. them and look at previous <clears throat> matchups. Talk a little DFS from each game as well. Did you see that uh, Jack? That sorry, that Trevor Lawrence uh, celebrated the win with a Waffle House trip. I did. I did you cool. see Trevor Lawrence also celebrated the win by posting bulletin board material for the fans of Kansas City? Oh, I saw. Yeah, what the, when he said that's just that. Not smart. I can't imagine Arrowhead is much louder than Jacksonville. Trust me, I've been to many games in Jacksonville. I was like, you're the you're the authority on this because I lived in Jacksonville yeah. for three years. Jacksonville is like a library compared to Kansas City. So I mean, he played here in Week Ten. I don't right. know why he's saying that. I, I yeah, I think he was just trying to like stir the pot, but also like give credit to their fans, which is nice. But like yeah. you have to know that's the thing that the Chiefs care about. We have the loudest stadium. Where <laughs> and for that, it's not even so much about giving the players bulls. And now you've given the fans. Oh yeah. Now the fans hear that, and they're going to be a little like we bring it a little extra. So the fans yeah, get into it. Just a little I mean, bit it's more. a playoff game already. But. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited. Let's, let's talk about this one. Okay, yeah, we got the Chiefs uh, here, Arrowhead, minus 8.5 uh, against the Jaguars, over under 52.5. So, of course, they played back in Week 10, and this is interesting because the Chiefs turned the ball over three times in this game, mm-hmm. and they still won 27-17. to 17. So the Chiefs covered that 8.5 with a 10-point dub there. Um, 
The Chiefs are healthier than they were back then. Only really both teams in this game are pretty healthy. The Chiefs without Hardman. Hardman should be the only player not playing for the Chiefs. Possibly Frank Clark is a limited role or doesn't play. Mm-hmm. That would be the only player on defense that would not suit up in this game. Sneed's back and good to go. Full practices. Jacksonville's got a couple offensive linemen that are banged up. And Agnew, you know, kind of a gadget player, banged up. But Jackson, both of these teams should be healthy. We do have a uh, slight chance of snow slash rain. Should be mid-30s during this game, but not much wind. So the weather shouldn't affect this game very much it's probably not even enough to stick so no, no real weather concerns here for this game yeah like I said they played the first time KC 110 that was a physical game if you remember that was that was a game that was never really fully in question but it was not exactly a blowout and that's kind of how I think this game is going to go I think um, I'd like to see the Chiefs come out and get off to a good start though because it right. does seem like in the playoffs more times than not the last few years, they like to get behind, or give, you give you a heart attack in that first game. Like if you go back and look, even look at the some of the Super Bowl runs, you go back and look at the Ravens game and the Titans game, and of course even the, the Bills that lead to a Super yeah. Bowl last year. But right. you look at it now, the opposite happened with the Bengals. They get up to a nice start, had a nice lead against the Bengals, and end up blowing that. But I'd like to see a similar game script where they get up early um, in this game. Trevor Lawrence, we were talking about it a few minutes ago, has, has just been turning the ball over. Four picks in the first half, had a couple turnovers a week before that, and that winner go home game against the Titans, missed a wide open. Uh, receiver in the back of the end zone so I have not been overly impressed you got to give him some credit for hanging in there and yeah. having the balls to not turn it over and not give up in the second half and help lead a comeback there I think that still think that was more Chargers ineptitude than it was Jaguars really I mean Jaguars get credit but you know I think the Chargers had a bigger assist than Jacksonville did mm-hmm. but you know it's not prime time, but it's still the playoffs. He's playing on the road. I think he'll be fine in this game. I I, I think I just believe in the player. I think Trevor Lawrence is right there in that top ten uh, going forward in the NFL. Could even approach a top five quarterback at some point. Um, but at the end of the day, Jacksonville's defense has got all that speed in the middle. Um, the Chiefs, by the way, do have Clyde Edwards to layer back most likely. I did see that, yeah. They have 21 days to activate him. We're not sure if they will. I kind of hope they don't. I don't think you really need him unless there's an injury. I think you have a good thing with Pacheco and McKinnon the way it's going. I don't see why you'd bring in some guy who hasn't played. Yeah, Rojo a touchdown a couple weeks ago. That's too. right. I don't see why bring him in when you've got a guy who hasn't played in two months. Yeah. Something to watch there. But, um, you know, Jacksonville could, in theory, have a better chance at neutralizing McKinnon in the short game than most teams do just because they have that speed mm-hmm. at the linebacker spot. But I think this is a Mahomes game. I think it's a big game for DFS purposes for Juju Smith-Schuster. He's been quiet that. for a while. Um, I think the focus will be on stopping Kelsey. And I love Kadarius Tony as a cheap receiver in this game. I think Tony and Smith-Schuster have really nice games for the Chiefs. And then defensively, I think the Chiefs are able to uh, kind of eventually scheme out of Travis Etienne. That's something key, too. Jacksonville wants to run the ball. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have been pretty good against the run this year, actually. Some of that is that the game scripts always go in their favor and teams quit running it and they don't use ETN as much in the passing game um, but if you're going to play a piece from Jacksonville and DFS, I have to I have to like Christian Kirk quite a bit in this game. I think it's a nice solid slot game for him where he just gets some dump offs, and especially with the game script, hopefully going towards the Chiefs. I see the Chiefs winning this game ultimately by about the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead, if, if you make me take a team in this game, I'll go ahead and take the Chiefs on the 8.5. Um, what's the overrunner again? Uh, 52 and a half. Pretty high one. I think they're I'll, I'll, kind of responding to last week. I'll probably well stay under in this game if I have. I'm not going to touch that, though. That's a pretty good line there. We yeah. saw all the games go over except for the missed extra points in the Dallas game, right? There's one point from going over. Would have been six for six if, if Maher would have shown up. So I think maybe Vegas is going to compensate a little bit for that this week, too, right? I think yeah. that's built in now because people are, are people know that. They're like, oh, the overs were all over the place. Let's <laughs> bet the overs will go at least two and two or three and one. I think maybe the, the, the overs are maybe a couple points higher than they should be because of that. Vegas usually corrects. Um, 
So I'll go under in this game, but I think the Chiefs probably do cover the eight and a half. I think it's right around that spread, though, Killian. Don't be surprised if it's like anywhere from a four to a 12 point, four to 14 point victory. Um, I think it falls, the, the average falls around seven points. So I'll take the Chiefs, um, but I really like this game as part of a teaser um, or a Moneyland parlay. We'll talk about that later. Is that a hint to what could be coming up on the lock of the week? Could this be Possibly. a part of something big this week? Your thoughts now. I talked a lot. You, no, you're you're fine. So the, my, my thing is, like, I feel like the Chiefs probably win by like seven or eight. So yeah. like, that's that's what never feels good is like when you feel like the Chiefs are going to win, not quite cover the spread. So you're basically working with one or two points there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you're assuming that based on what you're believing, the Jaguars have to lose by seven or eight exactly. Yeah, which is much. not great yeah. value. So I... That because of that, you taking the Jags, but on top of that, I'm also always wrong on the Chiefs. <laughs> I've been uh, my, okay. my record this year has been horrible with the Chiefs. Well, they don't cover very often. They don't, but the weeks they do are the weeks where I think they won't. So yeah, um, so yeah, give me the Jags. I think it'll be a close one. Um, but no, let me ask you hopefully this: that means it's not. Oh, are you teasing <laughs> the Chiefs down or teasing the Jags up? Uh, Chiefs down. Agreed. Yeah. I don't see. I don't. I'm not saying the Jags can't win this game, but I think four out of five times. Four out of five times the Chiefs are going to win this game. At Especially home. here at Arrowhead with everything at stake and the comments and the fans and and Jacksonville's come a long way. I mean, they've, oh yeah, they've were they six and one their last seven. I mean, it's been yeah. their playoffs for like seven weeks. Like yeah. they've had a great run. I, I just don't know how much longer and they, they, can they keep. are a little hotter. But I don't have reason to believe that they'll play us that much better than they no. did last time. And it's Andy Reid off a bye. Yeah, we know true. how Andy Reid is. We I mean, is there anything that. you're watching for in this game? Um, I, I like what you said a lot about Christian Kirk. I don't know if that's what you mean, but uh, as far as I've just seen some stuff about how like him and Zay Jones are kind of one A and one B. You know, yeah, it depends on Ingram one C. Yeah, it depends on the week. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, tight end. But yeah, basically, he's basically a receiver. Anyway, though, um, even though those guys have pretty similar stats, when Jaguars are uh, trailing. The stats tend to favor Christian Kirk a lot. He's, yeah. he's more of the preferential target when they're down and trying to get points back. And if you think that's the way this game script's going to go, then that's really good to maybe put some props on him, maybe throw him in DFS. Yeah, I like. I believe he cut a touchdown here in Week Ten too, if I, I remember so, right yeah. at the end of that game. I think it was, I think because I think I had him in DFS that week, and it was a garbage time, late touchdown in that game. But yeah, I, I think yeah. we I think we're both on the same page. I think we think the Chiefs with you on the under though will win. Yeah, probably. I think it goes under. Um, how, are you nervous at all about the Chiefs losing this game? I mean, this this far in, you gotta always be a little nervous. But no, I think I think we get past this one. Okay. All right, let's get the, here at home. Let's get the Saturday night. All right, Saturday night, we got the Eagles minus seven and a half against the Giants, over under forty eight and a half. Okay, so interesting game. These teams have played twice, but it's kind of hard to judge this because they didn't play until Week fourteen and Week eighteen. So Week eighteen, you know, the, the Eagles kind of beat them twice. The last game I don't really count because the Giants didn't play anybody. Um, the Eagles had a very vanilla game plan for Jalen Hurts to make sure he didn't get hurt. Remember, he came back to win that last game to make sure they got the one seed and end up as the five seed. Right. Um, so the first time you can look at the first game, it was in Philly, but it was an absolute ass whooping, forty-eight to twenty-two. The Eagles beat them by four touchdowns there. Um, and then week 18, the Eagles just eked it out 22-16, although it was, it was, it was, it, they were up by more than that. They gave up a late BS touchdown at the end. So it was more like a two score game, but right. the Giants didn't play anybody that game. So I don't you can't really look at that. So like the old adage is it's tough to beat a team, the same team three times in the year. Right. Right. But I mean, I don't really count the second game as them playing because it's like, they just really didn't play. Like I, I know the Eagles were trying harder to win than the Giants were, but still like yeah. they weren't doing everything they could in that game. Um, so let's get to this week then. So Philly, 
You know, early on this year, I think you and I both were on Team Philly is overrated and they haven't played the toughest schedule. And I don't want to say they're overrated. The schedule's better than I thought when you go back and look at it. And mm-hmm. talking to my good friend Devin, who's a diehard Eagles fan, he's gotten me uh, I, I was eyes open up. Some of those teams on their schedule we didn't think would be as good as they are this year, too. So looking at it ahead of time, the, that's sh- true. the schedule looked weaker than it is. That's true. That's a good point. At, at, that's true, actually. At the time, some of the teams were like, this is a weak schedule. In yeah. retrospect, they actually played a better schedule right. probably than we realized. Giants, case in point. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. And you had the Cowboys, of course, a couple yeah. of times, too. So right there, you've got some, some real tough matchups. But... This game in particular, so Brian Dable is going to be the coach of the year, right? Sounded like probably, in the NFL. Yeah, I think so. I love the way he coaches. He's kind of like the Dan Campbell, like just these tough blue collar, run the football, be physical up front. You know, I believe in you. We're a team. It, 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 let's get it done. It's not pretty. You know, for case in point, look at these yeah. ham and egg guys they have out there: Richie James and Hudgens, and I mean, you've got. To, I mean, Barkley's a, a bell cow stud, but right. They didn't, the funny one thing is he didn't even have to get used last week. He only, he only had five rushes till the fourth quarter last week against the Vikings. They, they So they really, you know, the Vikings, I think, were game planning to, to stuff the run, and they never really had the opportunity because they just ran Jones and got him out of the pocket and threw the ball. Maybe Dabble just thought, hey, you know, uh, that's their game plan. Maybe we can stay away from yeah. that and still keep it close. And as long as we're in the game, I won't overuse Saquon. I'll save him for next week. Could be. Could be. I don't know if he's that confident, though. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if you can be that confident going in, but – I mean, I, I I think the shoe, I, I think the the slippers about to not fit here for the Giants. Let's let's talk. I mean, they've had a great year. There's no they they they, they regular season went oh, two and a half wins over what they were expected to per Vegas. Could have been three. You never know. Had they played their guys uh-huh. the last week, we'll never know. Um, they had a nice win at, at Minnesota. I don't think either. I mean, I know I picked them and went out right, and then you even weren't going to be shocked that they won because you yeah. and I all, all season have been I talking ended up about not betting that. Good. Or well, I put them on one teaser. Vikings up. Or sorry, the uh, Giants up to ten. Oh, so fine. you won that yeah, then. Okay, so I know you and I basically all year though have been saying the Vikings were frauds. Right. So it wasn't but, a shock to us. What? But we picked them to win the. NFC we North. did pick them to win the division <laughs> before the season. We love to talk about that. Uh, and this matchup. So what do I see? So who are you playing in this game? DFS. Let's talk about this actual matchup here. So when the Eagles have the ball, I, I think it's probably going to be a, a big game for Jalen Hurts, assuming he's healthy, which I would think by now he's good to go. There should mm-hmm. be no nothing on him. Um, I really like Miles Sanders in this game for cash games. If you're yeah. playing cash games in DFS, he's priced very appropriately and fairly. Tournaments, uh, as, as my friend Devin pointed out, Boston Scott has a great history against. That's what I was going to say that might be part of the reason Miles Sanders is so fairly prices because yeah. they think he might get vultured by Boston Scott. Yeah. The so, giant killer. I think I heard, sorry to steal your point, I think it was 10, 10 of the 16 touchdowns he scored in the NFL have been against the Giants. Yeah. The, uh, the Giants yeah. So I love him in a tournament. <coughs> yeah. I'm not playing Boston Scott. And, no. Yeah. And Kat, he, there's no floor there. Yeah. I still have to believe that I mean, gonna, you play your guys in the playoffs. Anytime touchdowns are like three something. So yeah, maybe look There at you that. go. Throw it on that. Yeah. I think this is a big game for Devontae Smith. I think this is the game where they try to kind of scheme out A.J. Brown, and I think Devontae Smith, maybe even Dallas Goddard. I think the middle of the field for Goddard, and then even yeah. Smith getting him in space, letting him make plays. I think Devontae Smith goes nuts in this game. Mm-hmm. I really like the matchup here. Um, and then when the Giants have the ball, I mean, the Eagles' defense was a top-five unit um, in the NFL 
maybe towards the end of the year, they weren't playing quite as well as they were, but they've had time to plan. They know this opponent really well. And the same can be said about the, the, the Giants. They know the Eagles really well, the divisional opponents. But defensively, I just think the Eagles' defense is able to slow them down. I, I like the over in this game, by the way. I think there are some points in this game. The 7.5 here, I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants on the 7.5, but I do believe the Eagles win this game. I have very little doubt. I think it's a 4-point, a 3-point, a 6-point. I think it's in that... Three to ten point range all day, where they could be up ten and the Eagles backdoor cover it with a touchdown, or you know the Eagles might be up two and then get a late field goal and win by five. Like there's just like I think this is a close game, by the way. I really do. Um, I actually think the Chiefs game is probably potentially the biggest blowout of the week, quote unquote. And I and I expect that to be close. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see necessarily a double digit win this week. I, if we do, it's going to be like one game. I think we're going to see some really close games. I'm hoping we get to see the new overtime rule go into effect this week. Yeah, where, that would be cool. The, one, know, the one the Chiefs forced. <laughs> yeah, each team gets the even though the team scores a touchdown, they get the ball and then they go into sudden death after that. Yeah, I'm hoping that one of these four. I, I think there's a good shot one of these four goes into overtime after we didn't see one last week because yeah, I think I at least that. three of these four games are single digits. So give me the points here. Give me the Giants. I do think, however, that the Eagles win the game. Uh, yeah. Speaking of value, um, if you like that, you can put. Money on all four of the, or separately, of course, but all four of the games to go to overtime. It's always like plus a thousand or something. So you still get returns. If all any, four to go to overtime? Any of the four. Oh, I Not, was going to say, it's going to be a lot separately. more than a, No, no, no. It's going to be plus a million. Yeah, it's also a, st- a dumb bet. But, um, any of the four? I don't mind that. Put a little bit of money on each of the four. It's always like plus a thousand or better. So you'd still make money if any of them did. If you just like to that. like a five spot or ten spot on each? Yeah, just a little value. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm anxious to hear what you think about this. Uh, yeah, this one. Uh, I'm kind of. I mean, they're getting tougher. Obviously, that's the point of the playoffs. Is these games are, uh, you know, competitive. But I don't know. I'm kind of leaning the Eagles on this one. I think that they blow the Giants out a little bit, not by a ton, but like ten to fourteen, maybe. Wow, we're two. We're different on both of the yeah, first I two. I think we're we're uh, the same. If I had to guess, I know we are in one of the Sunday games, maybe both. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles here. Yeah, I I think the Eagles. Do you think they're able? How do you think Jalen Hurts does in this game? Yeah, is this think, more I, of a Miles Sanders game, or is this more of a of a Hurts on the ground? Oh yeah, because uh, it's like Hurts. Like some weeks, it's like he just carries them, but then like half the season, it's like he just didn't run. Right. So yeah. I just wonder what he's going to do here. I mean, I I, RPO I action, imagine obviously. with the injury, even though he's all better now, they might tell him kind of probably like the the talk that Josh Allen gets three times every pregame of like, and hey, ignores. just calm down a little bit. Like don't yeah. don't run at the first, you know. The first sign, like, give a little pause. If you have to run, do it. But, like, uh, I still think he has a pretty decent game on the ground and uh, kind of keeping up with Daniel Jones there. And I think that they do um, kind of disperse the carries with a few Boston Scots, some Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell, they yeah. love getting in Kenneth. And uh, there is no weather concerns there at all, by the way. Um, should just be cold. But yeah. none of these four games really have concerns. There's just a, there's right. just a chance of snow and rain in Kansas City and in the first game tomorrow that we'll talk about. Not tomorrow, and but Sunday. Hardly any injuries, too. The only one worth mentioning pretty much the whole weekend is that uh, Aziz Ojolari, the linebacker for uh, the Giants, is out right now. But he's like limited practicing a little bit. It sounds like he'll probably play. And the Eagles are good to go now. The Eagles are good to go. Um, FPs from everybody, we'll, I think, yeah, of we'll, note. We'll get on to tomorrow, but the only other one is uh, Jawan Jennings on the 49ers limited. Sounds like he'll probably play, too. There you go. Hey, as long as our boy uh, McLeod's playing. Yeah, Ray Ray. We love Ray Ray. That guy's a stud, man. He is. Uh, Let's turn the page to Sunday. Okay, yeah, Sunday. Uh, Like you said, 2 o'clock game. 2-1, actually. Uh, We've got the Bills at home, minus 5.5 against the Bengals, over under of 48.5. Rematch of the game that was not. So, Alex Kappa, 
guard is out for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Jonah Williams, left tackle, out for the Bengals. So they do have two big-time losses. Lyle Collins, we knew he's been out for a few weeks now. So they three of their five starting linemen are out. With that said, five and a half is absolutely ridiculous. Number one, there's no take the Bengals. It's the best straight bet of the weekend. If you want to pick one team straight, take the plus five and a half for the Bengals. In fact, Killian, they went out right. I think the Bengals go into Buffalo and get this done. Look, people are acting like, and it is a big deal that they don't have three offensive linemen. And, you know, we've seen Burrow been getting his ass kicked since he came in the league. They've never been able to protect this kid, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw him miss, what, 10 games of his first year because of the offensive line, and last year was running for his life, and he did get hit quite a bit last week. But the Bengals have had a full week to scheme for this. I mean, you pointed out to me off the air, and it's a good point. The Bills don't have Von Miller. That defense is different. They're banged up, too. Jordan Poyer is probably going to play, but he's banged up. Uh, they do have Trey White back at the corner. Not that it affects the, the, the pass, pass rush, rush or anything, much, but I'm yeah. just saying the Bills' secondary is not locked down like we thought. The defensive line is not dominant like we thought. And the Bengals have had all week to know now that they're going to be down three offensive linemen. Here's the deal. They still have two of their five starters. They still have NFL offensive linemen on their roster. Now, are they starting quality? Probably not, but it's not like they're using fullbacks. I think people like think, oh, they're out. That means they don't have them. They still yeah. have offensive linemen. They have backups, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they have a full big to scheme for this. Um, they can put an extra tight end there if they need to. They can. P. Ryan's a much better blocking back. I think you'll see more P. Ryan in this game than Mixon. Mm-hmm. Mixon has struggles a lot in the pass blocking schemes, but um, there's ways to block it. And not to mention, let's not forget that, that Joe Burrow rips blitzes he shreds them he gets them out quick his boy you know he's got chase there to make plays for him in the middle of the field right he can dump it off hayden hurst is, is a valuable guy to have back after being you know injured for three or four weeks there towards the back third of the season um, and you've still got your higgins you've still got your boyd possession guy right over the middle i i think burrow makes good decisions i think burrow I think that Zach Taylor will have an offensive game plan. He's very, you know, he doesn't call the plays necessarily during the game, but I think he's a very good offensive mind. Of course, a college quarterback at my alma mater, University of Nebraska. Go Huskers. But um, they've had all week killing to plan for this. The Bills defense is not playing well. And then when the Bills have the ball, uh, what's the over under this game? Uh, 48 and a half. Oh, that's over. There's no way this game doesn't go over. I'm taking the 48 and a half point over. I'm taking the Bengals and the points. When the Bills have the ball, though, I mean, yeah, the, the Bengals, if, if there's a big disadvantage, it's the fact that they don't have the offensive linemen. But look at the weapons the Bengals have over the Bills. The Bengals have so much better weapons. They're better in the backfield. They're better at receiver. I mean, after Stephon Diggs, who is worth a crap on that offense to throw the ball to? Gabe Davis? I mean, I guess. He's like, I mean, Gabe Davis to me is just like. He's a downfield threat. Yeah, like, but I mean, he doesn't catch the ball half the time. Right. He's just he dropped got Cole the ball. Beasley back scoring last week. Yeah, they're pulling guys off the street. They got John Brown running wrong routes, leading to interceptions. They got Cole Beasley. I mean, they're pulling. They're literally pulling guys off the street. Yeah. Like, you know, Hurst and Knox is a wash. Obviously, Chase is better than Diggs in my opinion, and obviously the, the Higgins and Boyd is a massive advantage there. They have an advantage at running back. I mean, so while they don't, while they're down offensive linemen, they still have a lot more weapons than the Bills do. I don't think the Bills defensively are dominant enough to completely stuff them. And the other side of the ball, we just see Josh Allen consistently turning the ball over, making bad decisions. Maybe this is the game where he wakes up and starts taking the easy passes. That will make him a lot more difficult to defend. I feel like than when he just yolos it down the field. Um, 
I just think, I think the Bengals won the game outright, but if you're going to give me five and a half points, I'm shocked that this line is not like three or yeah, two and a half. I, yeah, like I said, I know we were on the same side of this one. I'm big on the Bengals too. Uh, it opened at what, like three? It was three, three and, and a half. half when it opened. Yeah, and I mean, we expected to stay around there, maybe even go down. And I left it in at four, and, and I called you. I'm then like, man. You were like, better get it in. I called you on Monday, and I'm like, put it in now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got it in at four, and I've got it in at five, and I've got them on a teaser up to 12. So, and it just keeps going up. Like, I, I don't understand it. I mean, yeah. Have people not watched the Bills? I mean, they've been winning. Okay, let's not. Let, I'm not going to try to downplay. They've been they've been playing better mm-hmm. the last since that Jets debacle on the road week, whatever it was, eleven or twelve, whenever that was, thirteen maybe. Right. But I mean, it's just there's there's holes on this team. The, the, yeah. the, there's chinks in the armor. They're not they're not this dominant force. I mean, if you use your brain, the Bengals have better weapons yeah. on offense, right? Mm-hmm. And defensively, I mean, I love the Bengals are creative on defense. I think they'll be able to find ways. They're not going to stop Josh Allen, but if they slow him down a bit, and typically Josh Allen will stop Josh Allen once or twice yeah, during true. the game. So, so that's what I was going to ask you is how much uh, are you factoring in the turnovers slash like um, bad if, decision? If he doesn't make, if he doesn't turn the ball over Josh Allen, do you think this is still you still feel pretty good about it? If he doesn't turn it over, I think the Bales will probably eke it out. But I still think the Bengals are a great bet to cover. Yeah. Look, I think the Bengals. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this. Percent chance the Bengals win outright, in your opinion? I'm going to say 45% that they win this game outright. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, per- exactly. So you're getting a ton of value. And if you're getting five and a half points, or if on a teaser, you're getting two possessions? Yeah. Well over. 12 and a half points. 12 points. Six or 11 and a half, depending on how many points you want to take. And you're from 11 and a half to 12 and a half points? Yeah. It's like this is a playoff game between two really competitive teams. I don't know. And they could both score. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get that the Bengals have injuries, but it's not like they don't have time to address this. It didn't happen right. mid-game mm-hmm. in this matchup. Like, they have better weapons. They're hot. They, and they have the experience. They've been there. That's I mean, true. Burrow's yeah. been to a Super Bowl. Josh Allen hasn't. So the fact that they're getting five and a half points is absolutely mind-blowing to me. I mean, that, you just lock in the Bengals. Now let me ask you this. Which one would you rather play next week if you're the, if you're the Chiefs? Oh, the Bengals, because it's here. Is that, is that what I was going to say? Because I think I... At this point, might rather just as the team might be the Bills, but because of the home field advantage difference, you probably yeah, I'd re- exactly. I agree with that. And by the way, DFS in this game, I didn't talk about that yet. Um, any of the Cincinnati receivers, I think. Uh, I mean, you're going to pay up for Chase. I like him to make a couple of big plays. Just just throw into the blitz. Wherever the blitz comes from, throw the ball there because there's nobody behind it. Um, I actually like P Ryan quite a bit for a tournament play. Yeah, um, in this Definitely game, some value on these guys. Like I just a, like a Josh Allen naked. If you're going to do the Bills, like. You like Josh Allen naked? I love him naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love him naked. That Which means, for those who don't know, just play him alone in DFS. I guess you could Without pair him Without his clothes with, on. Yeah. I guess you could. Yeah, the Buffalo <laughs> cold. I guess you could play him with Diggs. But I, it's either or for me. I'm not playing both of them. They're too expensive, and I don't think right. it's necessary. I just think you take Allen, or if you want to take Diggs and go cheap, a quarterback elsewhere. But I, I like Allen probably the most of any of the pay-up quarterbacks this weekend just because they refuse to run the football. Yeah. So And he's got the Except rushing. with him. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any DFS picks here? I, I like some of the value guys that you were talking about. Okay. Like I'm not the DFS juggernaut that you are, of course. but uh, Boyd or those kind of guys? But yeah, no, Boyd is a good value because, I mean, he's – I mean, when you're making your lineup, uh, whatever you have room for, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you wait till last to get the Bengals receiver and see which one you can afford. Yeah, you know, which one you can afford because I, I feel like it's kind of tiered. Like, I mean, Mar Chase is going to have a good game. T Higgins is probably going to have a good game. Uh, Tyler Boyd, good chance, you know. So like, I feel like either him or Hurst is going to break the slate. Yeah. Some one of those guys is going to have a big game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, man, I really like the Bengals. I, I, I just don't understand this line. I don't Not understand either. it. 
I don't get it. You I got, mean, talk to some of your sharp friends, see if they can <laughs> tell us what's up. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So, but hey, sometimes you just don't don't overthink it. There was a lot of sharp money on the uh, the Bucks last week. Yeah, well, I don't know why. I, Tom Brady in the in the playoffs. I, I call that dumb money, yeah. not sharp money. You're right though. One of the guys that I respect the most in the in the betting industry um, told me his biggest bet of the week was the Bucks, and I go, well, that's funny because my biggest bet of the week is the Cowboys, and. I won, so there you go. So take his job, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, last one of the week. We've got the 5.30 Sunday game. It's kind of nice. Ends a little earlier. Uh, we've got the Niners at home, minus 3.5 against the Cowboys, over under 45.5. I wish this game would go to 3 so much. It's Strangely, 45.5, lowest over under the week. <laughs> um, so the, I'm probably going to go under in this game, Killian, first of all. Yeah, I good, think good defenses. Good two, offense. I mean, yeah. To me, the Niners are the best defense in the NFL. And the Cowboys, if they're playing well and motivated, are a top five defense. You probably have two of the top five defenses in the NFL. Yeah. You got two cornerbacks for my my money that are both turnover pronish and two guys that I, there's gonna be a lot of running in this game. I think both teams, I don't I it's tough to do anything against the Niners defense. At times you can run against them, like in small spurts, mm-hmm. but you almost need a big play. And the Cowboys are lucky that if they will actually use it, they have a big play running back. And his name oh, is not yeah. Zeke Elliott. I mean, this is time to just give Zeke his cute little goal line touches around the two-yard line. That's right. fine. He's big back. I get it. If the, if the Cowboys want to win this game outright, number one, they've got to have Tony Pollard going. And number two, they've got to make their kicks. I yeah. mean, this is a big deal. They did sign a kid uh, to the practice squad. I don't. We don't know if he's going to be elevated. We don't know that yet, do we? As far as we know, it's still All I know is he's on the practice squad. So I think Brett's going to be the kicker, another Nebraska Cornhusker yeah. again. Like, this might sound stupid, but the fact that if, if this gets down to three, like it's a close game, and the fact that they have Maurer, mm-hmm. like makes me just want to take the 49ers. Like, I like them anyways. I, I, the 49ers have been my Super Bowl team, as you know, since about week five. I've been on that yeah. bandwagon. Did you ever put any money on that one? Um, yes, I did nice. a while back. When I think it was eight to one, maybe. Um, Imagine how cozy you'd be if we get a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl again. Man, I'd be, I'd love it. Um, but I, I, I just think the Niners get it done here. I'm a little concerned about this game. I think it's going to be a really close game. Mm-hmm. I don't like that half point. Yeah. So if I'm looking at this DFS-wise. Juice is a little bit on the Cowboys. Yeah. A little bit. You're playing Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. The upside, probably the biggest upside of any but non-quarterback on the slate. The entire slate. Yeah. Uh, just because they didn't throw it too much last week. I think they could. I think six, seven catches is a decent floor. I think he's probably going to score. You know, he has the big play upside. I think Debo is, is fairly priced on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, you know any of those guys, Kittle, Ayuk, if you can fit them, and they, I, I'd rather take some of those Bengals guys probably than playing Ayuk or say, Kittle. Do, do remember that you're projecting this one to have the lowest total. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So if I'm taking players, I, I'm locking in McCaffrey though. I'm building my lineups. McCaffrey's in my lineup yeah. no matter what, and I don't mind Debo for the price. I'm probably my point is I'm probably I, I don't mind Ayuk and Kittle in tournaments, but I'm more apt to go to the Bengals guys or even some Chiefs guys like a cheap, uh, you know, um, Kadarius Tony type or yeah. a Juju Smith Schuster, probably over. Ayuk in this game. And then for the Cowboys, uh, it's Tony Pollard. If they're going to compete, and it's Dalton Schultz. Those yeah. are the only two guys I'm playing. Uh, the, the Niners will lock down CeeDee Lamb, <clears throat> Michael Gallup. Niners defense is a pretty good one. Dax, you know, walking turnover. To me, the question is, can can Brock Purdy just hold up and not turn the ball over in this game? Because right. short fields in the kicking game slash special teams could easily decide this game. Yeah. I think it's a two evenly matched teams. I, I, I'll go ahead and take the Niners. I guess I'll take them on the three and a half. I'm not super confident because I think this is a really close game. I think they win it by four to seven points, mm-hmm. something like that. But I'm not really confident taking Dallas on this. I just don't think Dallas gets the job done here. So I'm on the 49ers playing at home. They have not played this year, by the way. Um, no weather to talk about here. Uh, we're good to go there. So, um, 
yeah, DFS-wise, it's Pollard, McCaffrey, and maybe Debo are the main guys I'm targeting, maybe the Niners' defense. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not on too much in this game. Like you said, it's probably the lowest-scoring game of the week. It is, according to Vegas, over-under-wise, the, the lowest. I just think I like the Niners here. I, well, I'll tell you one thing, Killian. I would not put the Niners, though, or the Cowboys on a teaser yeah. or a parlay. I think you just bet this game is a straight. Yeah, especially the 49ers because they're favored. But, yeah, I'm with you on the 49ers at 3.5. would like it a lot better at 3. Uh, the Juice, like I said, leaning a little bit toward the Cowboys, but not looking like it'll move. I don't think it'll soon. move. It'll probably stay the same. Yeah, but, yeah, I like the 49ers a lot uh, with the two defenses they've got and the way the Cowboys did play last week. I yeah, think, they were I think awesome. you got to go the under. But um, Micah Parsons is so good. And, like, if, if Maher kicks like he did, then that 3 versus 3.5, you know, it could be huge, but like he's he was one of the best kickers all season. In fantasy, at least, he was the best kicker. And so it's it's weird. Like, is he just gonna come back this week and be fine? Like, surely, surely he's not f- just gone now. Like, he's just bad now. Bank. The, Do they know. go for it on fourth down? I, More? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've been. Do they wa- go for two? I'm sure they've been watching like a hawk all week in practice, seeing how how it's going. Does he have the yips? Is he like, a broken toe? Like, that but, really does, though, honestly, make it a little nerve wracking oh, on the yeah. points because you don't know. Like, if they start going for two instead of one, that all of a sudden, instead of being numbers, like 27 20, or not 27, but 17 17, 20 to 20, all of a sudden it's 21 20 or 21 19, and your three and a half could get dicked around. Yeah. Like, that's the, the one thing that's nerve wracking. The Niners have to go for two to, to exactly. tie, and then it gets even more dicked around. Yeah. So that's the thing is is that's the one thing I would worry about. I really like this game at three. I'm I'm gonna probably take the 49ers for a little bit, but this is my least favorite game of the week to bet. Of so, the I three. Mean, if it's the last one we can keep an eye on it and see what it does. That's kind of you see where you're at. Yeah. yeah. The line could move. If if, if you watch this line and be watching it every few hours because lines will move. And if you can get yeah. this at minus three, I really like it. I mean Am I overreacting? Okay, I would. Okay, let me let me rephrase something I just said. I'm not. There's no way in hell I'm putting this in a teaser, because mm-hmm. I think that the Niners could blow them out because of that defense. The yeah. fact that Dak is a walking turnover machine and the Niners are a great defense and there could be short fields and people going for it late because it's the playoffs. They're not going to be punting late, getting riskier. I, I even taking the Cowboys up to nine and a half or ten on a teaser makes me nervous. Yeah. I do. Th- I do think it will be close. I am saying that, but I just is one of those games. I just don't see that as a safe result to do that. And it's, conversely, if the Niners lose, there's, you know they could easily lose by three or four. Yeah. And I mean, if the Dallas Cowboys came out and had a, a not so convincing win last week and kind of eked it out, barely made it to this yeah. week, we'd see this line at probably six or seven. Yeah, at least six. Because I mean, Dak has not been playing well, and they basically kind of. Erase that from the line because of last week. That's true. Yeah, and and I think so. I think I'll say is that the teaser is I don't like the teaser. Maybe maybe them in a money line parlay is not the end of the world. I, I don't mind taking the 49ers in the money. I I think the Niners win this game probably seven out of ten times. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's a lock, but I think that they there's a seven percent chance they win the game. So, but that logic that's why I'm taking the three and a half, and that's why I'm willing. I'm not taking a teaser in this game either way. I just don't think it's a good game to tease, but I'm, I'm okay, I guess, if you want to take the 49ers on a money line probably. Do you agree with that, or do you just think the three and a half is the way to go? Uh, Am I just too scared over this half point? I, another thing is I don't like how many games the 49ers have won in a row. Remember that thing I texted you the other day? Yeah, no, it was like uh, when teams are 11-1 and one going in, they're like... Let me, let me see what that was. What exactly. But a uh, question for you while you're looking that up. Do, yeah. do you think Maher kicks anything this week? Yeah, for sure. You think kicking extra points? Oh yeah. See, the, the thing we were talking about, like we were texting last week, and you were like, "Did they even bring him back next week?" And I was like, "I think you have to because of the season he's had." But I legitimately would be like, "I need an explanation, Brett. Like, what happened out there?" If you can't tell us why, we yeah, can't put like, you back out there. Did you get broken up with? Were you high? Do you yeah. have Vaseline <laughs> on your shoe? Like, what's going on? Yeah. 
Um, 49ers have won 11 games in a row. Since 2003, teams that have won 11 or more games in a row have gone 1-11 and 11 against the spread. So that That's is a, lot a of stat. Ones. But, you know, I mean, I don't know how much I believe. I mean, since 03, like, it's, we're going back to 03. Are you really going to talk about guys that were playing 20 years ago and mm-hmm. when these guys were, some of them, you know, three years old or two years old and does that really affect this game is it does it mean something's I mean, due it's, to it's, happen it's a weird like trend coincidence for sure but like does that mean that there's like something in the the human football yeah. player that isn't able to win 12 games really yeah. like what you know what does that actually mean that is kind of nerve-wracking though that they've won that many games in a row it is, yeah to win the super bowl then they'd have to be what 12 they'd win 14 games in a row to win the super bowl i mean that's that's pushing it but. yeah I think you just have to look at it week by week. I think they get the job done. I do like them on a money line, I guess. But, yeah, I'm probably just going to stick to the three and a half on this. We'll see. Yeah. Just because there's a lock of the week that I really like that we'll talk about here. There's I'm, I'm not putting in too many bets this week, Killian. Just a few bets. There ain't much to bet for me this yeah. week. I'm very confident. Well, as games. Yeah. So, there you go. Sportsbook 101 for this week. Um, I was thinking about that. Just, just as far as the playoff goes, we've gone over a lot of it for you. Get, stay on top of the weather. Um, injury reports aren't as important because guys are going to play. Like, I mean, we went through, there's only like two guys out this week, three, if you count Hardman, it's like, you know, the two offensive linemen for the Bengals, like everyone's playing. Yeah. Um, so normally we'd say the things to check weather, check injury reports, check, you know, how much how guys are going to be used. I just think things play straight up. Um, I would be careful with overs this week. Just because Vegas knows, Vegas will will bring things up a little higher than they should be, two or three points when they when they see the overs just getting pounded and going over. So I think you're going to see more defense, more possession games. I really think it'll be a much closer slate than it was last week. I mean, there was a couple of really good games last week, but we made some you know a couple stinkers in there too. But um, yeah, I think I think at least my my hot take from this week is at least three of these four games will be a one possession game, and I do think we'll see an overtime game. What what game is most likely to go to overtime? You know what I'm going to say. There's two games. We one of the Sunday games. I think it's going to be the Bengals Bills if one goes to overtime. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, could be the Cowboys, I suppose, if if Maher decides to start making kicks and we don't have these weird scores from people going for two and missing extra right. points. And we oh, said last week they it was so weird it got back to normal. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, yeah. If you looked at it, you're like, what do you mean there was mixed extra points? It was 31-14. It was a Four touchdowns and a field goal on the Bucks head too. Yeah, that's what you would have thought from looking. Didn't the Bucks go for two also? Yeah, they did. I think so. They got play. it with Mike Evans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because even they had a weird number because they missed two. They they missed the two point conversion. That's the first what does time. get interesting with those weird scores is factoring in the math and of like if we go for two, then we'll be up this. But if we miss it, then, you know, like all those key numbers come into play. What's so funny much. too is sometimes when you have a team favored by two or three, you're like, oh crap, they missed the extra point. Now I'm screwed. But sometimes it actually ends up in your favor if it happens early enough in the game. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that can screw you if it's like late in the game because then it's almost impossible to get, you don't have enough time to get it back. But if it happens in the first quarter, a lot of times you can over, overcome that. So, all right, lock of the week. Should we make some people some money? We're going to be under an hour this week. It'll be just under an hour for the show this week, man. We're, we're uh, doing good. The producer wanted us Efficient. to keep it under an hour. That was the goal from the producer. So, well, you're welcome, producer. There you go. Let's go. I'm, I'm hot on this lock of the week. Let's go. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's lock of the week. Well, if you are looking to make some money in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, you have come to the right place. My name is Dave O. That's Killian White on the camera right here on TikTok. It's the KC Press Box. Find us wherever you get your podcast. KC Press Box with me, Davo, and Killian White. So we are 43 wins and 21 losses in our lock of the week. That's 67%. 
Look, it's easy this week, and it's free money this week. Easy and free. I'll take it, Killian. I don't want to say it's like your girlfriend, but I do want to mention we are doing a tease this week, and that's kind of like your girlfriend early on, right? Teased you early on. Am I right about that? Uh, no comment. <laughs> He's, he does not look happy with me behind the camera. <laughs> what I'm talking about is a 3.7-team teaser this week on FanDuel Sportsbook. Cincinnati up to 12.5. Probably going to win this game outright, by the way. I expect them to win the game. You're getting 12 and a half there. Pair it with Kansas City getting them down to one and a half and the Eagles down to a half point. Three teams, seven point teaser. Absolutely free money for a bonus pick. Go ahead and take the Cincinnati Bengals plus five and a half or even on the money line as well. Let's make that cash. Let's go! Free bonus picks. You like that bonus pick. Do you have a bonus pick this week? No, we were talking before the game. I like uh, Bengals five and a half a lot this week. Um... A bonus pick for me, like we kind of mentioned it during the show, but that Boston Scott touchdown might be worth a sprinkle. Was it plus three something? Plus three something. Let me see if I can find the exact line right now. But yeah, I mean, he's the giant killer. Half his touchdowns plus have come against the Giants. I just like that you're good. It's a plus bet when you're taking the Bengals with the Chiefs and the Eagles. It's just like, it's a layup, man. Yeah. And I'm with you. Are you going to take Bengals on the money line or anything? Yeah, I might put a little bit on that. I don't hate putting that like with a money line parlay. Put it with the Chiefs and the uh, put it with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Boston's got really boost that. currently plus 390 to score a touchdown on Fandle. I like that. That's yep. a good bet. Especially if you said 10 of 12 or whatever it is. 10 of 16, I think. 10 yeah. of 16 or whatever it was have come against them as well. By the way, you just what are you looking at your phone for right now? There's breaking news or something? You? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we were just, uh, while we were recording the lock, we saw an update from Sleeper. Uh, John Harbaugh um, has been quoted as saying, uh, Lamar Jackson is still our quarterback. He says nothing has changed there. Can you say trade value? Yeah, exactly. Upping it? Trying to pull the what the Jets did for two days with, with Zach Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, ah, never mind. I don't think John. I mean, of course he's going to say that, right? If they say, we're going to trade him no matter what. Whoever's the highest bidder gets him. Like, I feel like you don't get as much for him. Right. So I'll believe that when I see it. I still don't think he's back next year. Maybe he is, though. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that offense when he's gone. That's kind of an outdated, antiquated offense, really, for the NFL. I just, I mean, yeah. you need somebody that can throw the ball. The problem is, yeah, I mean, you need, you need guys that are more. I mean, I know Lamar's dual threat. I'm, like To me, though, Jalen Hurts is a lot better than Lamar Jackson at this point. I would take Jalen Hurts if I was making a team over Lamar Jackson. I don't consider – I consider Jackson more of like an RPO having to run run quarterback to be successful, whereas mm-hmm. the, Hurts, I think, is legitimately a really good passer. Yeah. I still don't think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball that well. The fav- Interestingly, in that game, the favorite to score touchdown is Jalen Hurts at minus 120. Is he really? Yeah. I wouldn't take that. Next is A.J. Brown, minus 105. What's my boy Devontae Smith at? Uh, Devontae Smith, plus 130. Yeah. Saquon plus 100, Miles Sanders plus 105. Goddard? 200. And that's the guy right there. Yeah. Besides Boston Scott. Anything yeah. else you want to add? I, I feel pretty good about this weekend. There's really not that many bets for me. For me, it's probably going to be a three-team seven-point teaser. I do have uh, the juices a lot higher. I did just go ahead and put the Eagles and Chiefs together on a six or six-and-a-half point. Um, I'll end up taking the Bengals on the five and a half, I'll, and I'll end up taking the 49ers either by the three and a half, the three if it goes down. There's a chance I could do a, a, a same game parlay mm-hmm. with the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. They're doing some things this weekend with the no sweat. I think that'd be a good place to do it. Maybe get the Niners down to two and a half or something, get on an alternate spread and, and put in a little same game parlay on that one. Maybe find some safe-ish type bets to put with that, like total point scored or McCaffrey over on the whatever you want to do or anytime touchdown. I think there's some ways to go. Um, any other thoughts? I mean, are you gonna are you planning on taking the Niners on the three and a half? Are you waiting to see how the rest of the weekend goes? Are you waiting to watch the line? What what are you yeah. doing with that game? Because that seems to be the one game that you and I don't have anything on right now. I'll probably watch the line. I don't see it going and getting worse for us based on our position. So 
When you, you're it might be one where, like you said, it's the last game of the week. If, yeah. you, if you're doing well, you throw some money on it. Or if the line goes down to three, you throw some money on it. So I'm not sure yet. I probably will in some capacity. Are you probably not going to put it into a, a bet with the other games? Yeah, I, d- I doubt I'll do that. And teaser-wise, are you only doing the lock for the teaser? Yeah, I mean, there's only four games. I think that's probably the best way to go I mean, unless it. you're going to tease that last game, or I like guess. like under-overs. Which I don't like to do. I don't. I just don't think you tease that last game. I, don't so like I did hit a, uh, I don't do that often, but an under-over teaser. Tease three overs down, and then, of course, all the overs hit on yeah. their own anyway. So This is probably the last week for teasers, obviously. You only got two games next that's week. True, you're probably yeah. not going to tease them. So this is probably it. Good. Take advantage of those teasers. I, I keep worrying they're going to eventually get rid of them. Yeah, because people are getting sharp with these teasers, man. There's just well, value. So, so I've heard uh, with three team teasers, they're still profitable a little bit. With two teams, is where they lose money. That's one of the few places in all the sports books that they. Yeah, lose money. and I agree. Normally, I don't love doing that. This is the third time this year we've done a three team teaser. The first two have both hit, by the way, in the lock of the week. Three I teams always positive money, though. It's still... It is positive money. I just like just because I think that line is so stupid. Anyways, with the Bengals, I don't feel. Yeah. Ba- I feel like it's safe throwing them in at twelve and a half. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's nuts. All right, well, we'll be back again next uh, next Thursday with our uh, championship preview. We'll go back over whatever happens this weekend. Good luck to you um, and all of your uh, DFS contests and all of your wagers. Um, and we'll talk to you next week. Killian, sign us off. All right, we are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.